Hi everyone, it's Ava here with the first ever episode of Tell Me How You Really Feel. Wow, I can't believe this is happening. I never commit to anything. I can't believe that this podcast actually is working out. But anyway, I'm so excited to finally begin talking to you all and telling you how you really feel because you told me how you really feel and then I'll tell everyone how you all really feel, which is a crazy loop, but I'm so glad I'm here to cure the conversation. Anyway, if you didn't already know, this podcast is based upon your participation, so make sure that if you don't already do it, follow it on Instagram. Its handle is T-M-H-U-R-F. That is T-M-H-U-R-F, the initials of tell me how you really feel. And you can use this as an outlet not only to answer the questions of the week, but recommend questions of the week and in general, be a part of the Tell Me How You Really Feel community. I'm so excited that this is all happening right now. So let's get the podcast started. So for this week's episode, I asked the question, is Instagram activism effective? I decided to start off the podcast with this question because it seems like something that's current that has been on everyone's mind. Instagram activism is not something new. And while it might feel like it's been popping up on your feed or there's been a lot of activism occurring recently, it's been occurring since the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge and more recently, people were posting the blue square to raise awareness for the uprising in Sudan. Instagram activism has been occurring for years. However, now it feels different. After George Floyd, a black man who was murdered by police officers in Minneapolis for supposedly paying with a fake $20 bill, people across the world wanted to get justice for this wrongful killing and posted graphics as well as GoFundMe pages and petitions to get his murderers arrested, raise money for his family and protesters, and to raise awareness of the epidemic that is sweeping across the United States. Coronavirus is one of them, but another epidemic is the racial injustice that Black people and people of color in general face on a political, economic, environmental, and social level. However, the flurry of posts advocating for defunding the police and explaining the Black Lives Matter movement have snowballed into other areas, such as the famine in Yemen, the abuse of migrants on the U.S.-Mexico border, and the injustices that trans people, especially black trans women, face. While in the past, these posts had only popped up on my Instagram feed for a week, it has been over a month since the killing of George Floyd, and these posts are still occurring on a regular basis. When I asked the Tell Me How You Really Feel community if this Instagram posting is effective, I got two categories of answers. Some people thought it was kind of effective, and other people thought that it was not effective at all. No one was 100% positive that Instagram activism is completely working, but I did get some supportive responses. So one of my followers messaged in and said that she thought that Instagram activism was helpful to a certain extent, but the ways in which she thought it was helpful was that she's noticed a lot of positive interactions with her posts, people swiping up who disagree, which has led to her having great conversations, which explained her point of view and gave her a chance to listen and respond in a constructive way. So I guess this shows that Instagram activism and posting a graphic or something informative can open a conversation with people who don't have the same political point of view as you and start a conversation in a casual way, one in which you're on a platform that you're comfortable with, where you're not face-to-face, which I think is a little problematic, 
but it does open the door to have meaningful conversations and I think that is really important and really valuable because if your Instagram feed becomes an echo chamber, right, everybody you follow has the same point of view, everybody's posting the same activism, it just becomes something trendy, it becomes something that everybody is used to, you're desensitized to the severity of different situations, but when you have even one follower who has a different viewpoint and they want use that post as a way to talk about it or you use that post as a way to talk about it with them I think that is really valuable in starting conversations that you wouldn't normally have however other users were not as convinced that if the Instagram activism that is circulating is genuine. And I think that this person did a really good job of explaining the flaws of Instagram activism, so I will read his comments. He said, Oftentimes, people see social media as the pinnacle of activism, as opposed to taking actions and following up. It is more important to give people the tools to educate themselves instead of treating Instagram posts as authoritative sources on an issue. Beyond that, I think that people use Instagram as a means of placating their own guilt when in reality they do not adhere to their own advice. When used sparingly, it is effective, but it's frequently misguided. I think this comment really touches on your intentions when you post on Instagram where I think a lot of people feel pressured to look woke and kind of have a past like, you know what, I'm not racist because I posted for the Black Lives Matter movement rather than really educating themselves, supporting Black-owned businesses, going to protests, signing petitions, and in general, beyond just the Black Lives Matter movement and what's going on now, but saying, for example, like the famine in Yemen, right? I didn't know what that was until I saw a post on Instagram, which I thought was really interesting, but how many people are trying to reach out to their government officials, talk about it, raise money, raise awareness? I think the first step is posting, but I want to know how many people beyond that first post actually take action. I feel like there's this gap that needs to be bridged between posting and action, so how do we then make those two things come together in a meaningful way? rather than just having people post and feel like they've reached the pinnacle of activism, as he said. I think that that's just harmful and gives a false sense of support for movements and, in general, gives you kind of a warped idea of that what you're doing is actually meaningful. So, I just wanted to read a few more comments I got that I thought really summed up what I've been trying to say. So, one user wrote in and said, Theoretically, Instagram activism is effective in terms of notifying the public and people's various social networks of the issues at hand. Yet, the question of what change that, that it specifically enacts must be of importance. The problem I see is that notifying the public through Instagram and making it trendy to post only goes so far in terms of rectifying means of, of actual change. What's problematic is when people simply view reposting as something contributing to the cause since no matter what, psychologically speaking, we repost to feel accepted and proper amongst our peers. For Instagram activism to be effective, it simply cannot just be Instagram activism. It has to be activism at the very grassroots, stemming from the influx of newfound notoriety and importance of certain issues. My users, guys. Wow, I'm impressed. But 
I think that this also just touches on the fact that there is this gap between action and posting. I don't know how that gap is closed. I don't know how you force people to feel like an issue is important rather than just feeling accepted. I don't know if the intention behind a post is what's important, but I feel as though what is most important is that action is somehow taken and that is what is lacking. Now, that being said, so many people showed up to protest, so much information about protests and what's going on was posted on Instagram and really used in a valuable way. However, it is obvious that people are just posting for the cloud of posting, right? There's one post that's circulating that says 20 million people posted black squares on Instagram, but less than 9 million have signed the petition to get justice for Breonna Taylor. So this performative activism is happening. Why? How can you post? It takes more time to post a black square than it does to sign a petition. Do you know how easy it is to sign a petition? It takes five seconds. So I feel like that really shows how damaging Instagram activism can be, right? I mean, yeah, it gets the word out, but why are you posting a black square? Can somebody tell me about the whole black square thing? Like, I missed the memo. I really, like... I don't understand what your solidarity is doing. Now, that's just me. Maybe you disagree, but I just feel like it's performative so your friends don't call you racist. Anyway, so after reading all these comments, it is clear that there is a fine line between genuine activism and people's desire to educate others and performative activism. The one that users post to make themselves feel better or show that they are on board with the movement. That's what another user wrote in. From all these comments, one thing is clear. Most users feel that Instagram activism is definitely a form of slacktivism. For those of you who have never heard the term slacktivism and don't know what it is, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I had no idea what slacktivism is until Rachel, the amazing graphic designer who made the Tell Me How You Really Feel logo, told me to look it up is the practice of supporting a political or social cause by means such as social media or online petitions characterized as involving very little effort according to the Oxford Dictionary. So, Instagram activism equals slacktivism. I say yes. I say unless you're taking some action, what you're posting can only go so far and reach so many people. I also want to know how many people have followers that have different points of view than them, like that would talk about it with them openly. Like I feel like it's just all becoming this huge echo chamber where you're saying XYZ and your followers are just like looking at the post and saying oh I like how that looks and then putting it on their story I don't know and one user wrote in and her comment was I think super insightful and just so well said and really embodies everything that I think is wrong with Instagram activism she wrote the problem with using social media for quote-unquote activism is that it can very easily become about the person who is posting and the image they are trying to present about themselves rather than the cause they are attempting to elevate. It's all too easy to post a black square on your profile to present the impression that you are engaged in the current conversation without doing any of the work to educate yourself about the wider context or find a way to actively help. Also, it takes a lot more than posts to enact policy change.
I think that is a perfect comment to sum everything up and just touches on all the harmful parts of activism. The performative part of it, the way in which users make it about themselves rather about the movement, and in general, this wave of slacktivism that has plagued everybody, including my Instagram feed. So I'm just gonna have some closing remarks. I really liked that comment. So I just wanted to say, I don't think that anybody knows if Instagram activism is truly effective, but I do think that it is super crucial to examine what your intention is when you decide to post. And if you're just another slacktivist or if you genuinely care about what is going on in the world, I think that it is disheartening to see people post about making change, but they haven't played a part in making that change, even if it's just as simple as donating to a bail fund, to the Black Lives Matter movement, to the even donate to the ACLU. If anybody has a problem and they don't know where they think their money's going, donate to the ACLU. Um, we need to do better. And when I say we, I mean that white people need to do better and stay committed to the causes that they claim they stand for on social media and re-examine the ways in which they are trying to make change. Because let's be real, most of the problems that are occurring right now are rooted in the problems that white people have caused. So this week, while on Instagram, if you're going to post, take some action and close the gap between your posting and what you're doing and take yourself out of the equation because your black square is not putting an end to systemic racism. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you all for making it this far in the episode and listening. I could not get my shit together this week and... I should have interviewed somebody, but I just couldn't pull it all together in time. I'm still learning how to do all of this podcast stuff. It's way harder than I thought it was. So I promise that next week I will have interviews and I will get you guys more involved. I promise. If you want to get involved, remember, follow me on Instagram at T-M-H-U-R-F. Super important. That's how you get your voice heard. And I do look at every single DM, every single comment. And also, I don't know what question I'm going to ask next week. So if you want to write in and tell me, please do. I hope you have a great week, and I hope that you all tell me how you really feel. All right.